This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. <laughs> Hello. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and we got the giggles, which is hilarious. Today is day 33. I don't speak my partner's love language. How can I learn about communication? And my husband is an alcoholic. If you're new here, welcome. We have over 200 shows covering all sorts of marriage topics because we had a really terrible marriage. Seth is a licensed marriage and family therapist, so we know some stuff. Um, Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Please get your free audiobook by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Do that. You will not be sorry that you did that. That's right. And I got on to the listeners because we only had five impressions, but there was actually like 400. So, <laughs> so thanks, <laughs> listeners. Go, go do that. Get your free audiobook. It helps us out and it helps you out too and introduces you to the wonderful world of audio. We love audio books. Uh, okay. And thank you to Audible for doing that. That's right. That's oh. like one of my dreams was having Audible be a thing for us. So, mm-hmm. okay. Before we dive into your questions, we're going to answer, or we're going to read a review of the day. This is from Jody. It's from a while ago, honestly, but it says, I love this honest tongue in cheek encouragement for marriages. They interview interesting guests, but I appreciate their honesty. It has given me a lot to think about and to talk about with my own husband. Thank you. And that you're, was five stars. You're very welcome. We try to start conversations and have conversations and not be afraid to talk about anything. That's right. Sex, communication, Everything we talk about it. So, um, yes, thank you for your review. If you haven't reviewed the show yet, please do it. Um, And, yeah, let's dive into the questions. Okay, questions. I am not a physical touch kind of person at all. Some days I completely forget to kiss my husband. When I do finally kiss him, usually goodnight, he almost always says, oh, thanks for pretending like you love me. I've heard that before. It makes me feel bad because I do love him. He just gets. He just needs it shown, and the very last way that I show love is touching. My needs are his. What my needs are his very last ways of showing love as well. I feel so bad that I can easily go a full day without kissing him while still knowing that he needs affection from me. Those are my notes. Every time there's little spots, don't read that. I will not read that. <laughs> Um, this is a great question and it is based, it's all around love languages, right? And someone brought this up in the women's group 
mm-hmm. of our Facebook page, and they were talking about the the golden rule, like treat others how you would like to be treated. And mm-hmm. she was like, "That's so damaging for mm-hmm. marriages." Oh, and I was right. like, "That's so like such an insightful thing that she was talking about," because mm-hmm. she was like, "Yeah, if I <clears throat> if I treat you, you know, my." Mine is acts of service, right. which if I just acts of service you to death, you will never feel love because your love language That's is like mine. scones or something. So um, it's important to... So I just thought that was really great that someone in our group brought that up and I thought it was a, an amazing conversation. And But what I thought of with this question, like I can go all day long without kissing my husband. I'm going to raise my hand to that because so can I. Right. And... um. I feel like I've gotten a lot better at it, but when I say a lot better, it's like one iota better probably in your realm. No, I'll, I'll give you some credit. Give me some credit. Go ahead. Give me more. You've done good. Thanks. <laughs> um, but so the way I figured, I, don't even, I mean, it sounds like I'm really good at it. I'm not. Mm-hmm. But the things that have helped me and changed the way that I interact with Seth, because touch, physical affection is not something I grew up with in my house and it's not something I do naturally. So I've done things like write it on my hand, write it on my to-do list, put it in a timer in my phone, uh, an alarm. Mm -hmm. So there are ways that you can essentially train yourself to be... to do physical touch, if that makes sense. And that was one of the responses, because this is a question from the women's group. And one of the responses was, I had to, in you know, quote, train myself to to use my partner's love language because I knew that it would be beneficial to our marriage. And you have to create habits. And it's really cute, actually. Hey, Christina, good morning. It's really cute because I know that even though I don't hear an alarm or see a note or something, like you come up to me or whatever, just random, and you just go, mm-hmm. you know, and you kind of kiss on me or whatever. And I'm like, I know that she intentionally did that. Why can't I hear myself good? That she intentionally did that and... It's not disingenuous. I don't think it's fake or anything. It's her being attuned to what I like. And and intentional. Y- and intentional. And you being willing to do that. So mm-hmm. I take it as, uh, it, it's. I consider it to be very loving. So, yeah. And, and I would say, though, too, if, so I, you're, you're saying that your husband says, oh, like, thanks for, what did it say? Thanks for pretending, pretending. like you love me. Mm-hmm. So I know that's how I... That's something I would have done to Seth, like say those kinds of things. And it's mm-hmm. not super helpful. So I don't know because when I, if I did approach Seth and give him a kiss or a hug, it is because I'm being intentional and it mm-hmm. is because I care. And it is like, oh, this is not my natural state, but I'm doing this on purpose. And if he were to say, oh, thanks, you finally noticed me, I would be very less inclined to do right. it again. And I'm not like trying to call your husband out, but maybe well, no, you should... I, I am. I was going to say that. Even. Call him like, out. Maybe, do it. maybe I don't know if your husband listens or not, but that is passive aggressive and it's sarcastic. It's not, but it's, it comes from a place of hurt. So, I, but I don't... know. That's what I was fixing to say. So it's passive aggressive and it's sarcastic and you're doing that as a defense mechanism. You're like, oh, I like this, but I'm not going to show mm-hmm. you because if I show you, you might not do it and there's some uncomfortableness around that. And so, you attract more flies with honey. So Where'd you hear that saying? Not until you. <laughs> Seth says to me all the time forever and I used to get so mad at him. But, um, but yeah, so I, I just want to encourage the partner of said question asker to... Zip your lip when your partner gives you what you want. That's right. Uh, make them feel like, give them a reward, actually. Give your partner a reward when they do the thing you want them to do, because then they'll do it more. That's right. It's kind of like calling a dog and then hitting the dog when it comes to you. <laughs> it's not a that's joke. That's a great analogy and the makes me feel terrible. The psychology of it is the same. Because I essentially feel like that's what I've done 
most well, of our marriage. You have a ton. All right. Anyway, next question. A friend of mine is going to be married, getting married soon. Her first marriage ended traumatically and without any warning. She has a lot of fears and anxiety about getting married again, even though she says she knows that her fiancé is totally different from her ex-husband. I don't think that they will read marriage books, so I told her about this podcast. What else would you suggest to help people with communication and expectations? Um, so I would highly suggest if... I don't know if the person who wrote this question has listened to season one of our show, but I would suggest, um, what is this, the word I'm trying to say? Having, I, I would suggest you listen to season one mm-hmm. and then share maybe the most relevant episodes. So mm-hmm. the, communica- the episodes in season one are completely different from this format. So they're like highly produced. There's music, there's interviews in every single episode, multiple interviews. So I would suggest that first. So go to season one and look up things like the communication episodes and expectation episodes. They're very, very insightful and very different from this format. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing, the un- I, kind of, I say unfortunately, but it's not unfortunate. Um, you have to just kind of saturate yourself in this type of stuff. So audiobooks, videos, TED Talks. Like mm-hmm. if you think they won't read a book, then find as many resources about good communication as you can. Uh, mm-hmm. One place is like YouTube has, there's a YouTube channel called the School of Life London. And they have like these little four minute snippets. They're like cartoon video things, but they're really, really well done. And the guy is British. So you go, oh, he must know what he's talking about. <laughs> um, but that the School of Life London is a good place to get little like video things about that kind okay, of stuff. Okay, so this is what I have to say. So her first marriage ended traumatically and without any warning. So naturally, she was going. She is going to have an increased anxiety and maybe even some PTSD. I don't know what the trauma was around that. So some of that anxiety is going to be natural, and that's even healthy, right? So she's moving cautiously into a new marriage. Hopefully that anxiety won't um, uh, play a too big a part in this relationship and cause problems later. So I would suggest maybe some premarital counseling, some therapy around that, uh, some therapy also around her past traumatic events. And um, hopefully... She so hopefully you trust her and hopefully she trusts herself when you say she says she knows that her fiance is totally different from her ex-husband. I hope so. Uh, sometimes based on childhood experiences, we look for partners and we kind of perpetuate what's happened to us in the past. I just listened. That was, was actually a lady in the Mel Robbins book mm-hmm. today. And uh, she said that her dad was abusive and alcoholic. And somet- somehow she always ended up with men. That were like that. Like that. And it was something that f- was from her past. And relationships just weren't working out for her. Hopefully this isn't a similar thing. But I would like to take a deeper look into um, her family of origin, her dad, her mom, and that relationship. So, mm-hmm. all right. Good question. All right. Next um, question. Else isn't to say, but I don't like it when we just keep on talking about questions forever because sometimes it's just like you hate it when we answer questions on our QA. Okay, okay. Uh, do you want me to read it? Sure, go ahead. It's your show. (laughs) Oh boy, my husband is a functioning alcoholic with low self esteem. No wonder alcohol is a depressant. That was very sassy. It is sassy because I have had alcohol before. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> and like abused alcohol and thought, oh, why do I? Why am I kind of depressed? Why do I have low energy? It's a freaking depressant. Anyway, it's not a stimulant. Uh, we are separated. We are separated 
because this has gone on for years. No one would think he was an alcoholic, which makes things harder. We have two kids, and I'm worried now how it will impact them, and things are only getting worse. I've been in counseling and Al-Anon, but my worry over my son and what we would do about college for my daughter keeps me in this place, as well as the sadness of what I had always hoped in my marriage would be and the hope I have held on to for the years he had been drinking. I'm really struggling. I know we'll, we will all be fine, but this is actually making the change... It is actually making the change that saddens me to be frozen. I'm sad that I am running out of hope that this marriage can be saved. Mm. So fight, flight, or freeze, you're kind of in a freeze response and a a panic response. So I'm sorry that your marriage is this way, and I wasn't trying to be sassy. Um, I was more talking to uh, the husband in that. Mm -hmm. And obviously, well, I'm glad you've been to Al-Anon. I know that uh, those... That group is can be very supportive and have a lot of outside resources, and it's up to you. You can't you can't make anybody stop what they're doing that you see is clearly destructive, harmful, hurtful to the family, and just not sustainable. Uh, you can't you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And you'll drive yourself nuts if you take on any more of his his capital H I S mm-hmm. his drinking problem. So uh, the alarm went off. Um, uh, working with the steps in Al-Anon is a key when living with an alcoholic. Yes, it is. I've had clients who have participated in Al-Anon, and they say that it's very helpful. And um, not only is it helpful, just that outside support piece, too. So I want to address the, the question. I'm going to so, finish this and just restart it. It messed up. Stupid alarm. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, I'll keep on going. So I'm not sure what the question is here. It just obviously sounds like you have a lot of sadness and anxiety around that. So um, I would continue go continue to go to counseling for yourself and then also continue to go to Al-Anon. Um, so you guys are separated. Uh, do about college. So I'm thinking maybe your kids are older. I'm not sure. So... Again, well, I, one of the I, I kids on, I edited I this slightly. Oh, you edited one. Okay. One child is a teenager in college. One is younger. I see. Okay, I'd, so kind of like midlife. Yeah, mid kids are mid age, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, there I can see where this would be a lot of anxiety. I I would say you can support your husband in a good way. You can uh, you can support him still by not, but not enabling him, not standing for anything that he's doing bringing an awareness to his alcohol problem, his alcohol problem, and how it affects the family in a very negative way. So I know that you have an anxiety, and you know, moms keep it together a lot of times, so I can imagine the anxiety that you're feeling like, oh my gosh, what are, what are my kids going to think? What's my young son going to think about this? It's not so much what they think. It's like, okay, how can you damage control and talk about it? Take your kids to Al-Anon. There, there are kids Al-Anon groups um, that would be age-appropriate and stuff, Think about taking those them to that group. Also, having doing some family counseling around you, your your daughter, and your son without dad there. Invite dad there. Um, kind of like an intervention sort of thing. But yeah, this is a, a touchy subject. Yeah, and so I've had uh, the experience of watching this happen in a family that I'm really close with. Where it, I mean, it was the same, basically the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing that I will say that is probably the most important thing that you can do is, um, yes, this is like a grieving process of you're grieving the marriage you thought that you were going to have. That doesn't mean that this 
experience is going to like annihilate everything else you've ever done, right? It doesn't discount your children. It doesn't discount your life. It doesn't discount your, uh, the things you can still do, the impact you can still make and the joy you can still have. Mm -hmm. So the family that I've watched go through this, it was a year's transition of, um, eventually they got divorced and, um, it, but again, it was, it was the husband's alcoholism that drove all of this. So the wife is sitting there going, what did I do? Like, why did I, I didn't deserve this. I thought better. I wanted better. I, you know, whatever. And then the husband is just like out of the picture completely, which I hope is not what happens with you. It's not at all what I'm not forecasting this for you. This is just what I saw. And, um, but the thing that I think is really amazing that I saw also is how the mother rallied her children and just said, all right, this, this didn't go how we thought it was going to go. Mm. No one wanted this. Nobody wanted this, mm -hmm. but we are still amazing, valuable, fun. We're going to do things we enjoy. We're going to live a life that we find valuable and good. And the reason that I'm bringing that story up to help kind of put next to your own is that, um, if you, okay, let me word this a different way. Your husband isn't healthy. And, um, it, he's not going to, hopefully he will become healthy. That's a great thing to hope for in the future. But if he never, ever does become healthy, the best thing, oh, our daughter is blowing bubbles into our, <laughs> that's great. Thank you, Hattie. Um, the best thing that you can do is be healthy, the healthiest mm -hmm. times two for yourself and your children, um, to kind of get yourself out of the mode of grieving, which I know you want to be in. And I think there's a time for that, but right now just isn't it. And unfortunately that's what, um, like drug addiction does it, it, it's putting you into a situation that you would have never chosen and is not healthy or normal or good. Mm -hmm. And now you're having to like amp things up and be stronger than you need to be. But you know, what's amazing. You can do it. Mm -hmm. That's the amazing part is that, and maybe in that process of you getting healthy, you saying, all right, here are my babies. I'm going to love them and do everything we can. We're going to become, we're the, the family unit is now going to be me and my two kids. And my husband's got to fix whatever he's got going on. And if he never does, he never, it, whatever, that's mm -hmm. it. That's his own journey. But the three of us, we are now going to become rock solid. We're going to mm -hmm. get all the counseling we need, get in a community that helps us out, mm -hmm. you, you know, lean on family, lean on friends, lean, use Al-Anon, use Al-Anon for kids, all of those things. Um, because then if dad gets better, he will then join a stronger unit to support his continued journey for mm -hmm. healing. If dad never gets better, you have made the strongest unit possible right. to support your journey and your children's mm -hmm. journey of healing. And, and mm -hmm. I do want to really reiterate really quickly that um, in the book, The Power of Habit, they talk about actually uh, Alcoholics Anonymous in particular, that the community element of it and the faith element. They said they studied it scientifically. They can't figure out why uh, AA has been as successful as it is because scientifically it, sh it doesn't like, it shouldn't be as successful as it is. Mm -hmm. But the faith element and the community element, they say that those two things make it so much more impactful well, for think people. think about it. Yeah, the faith and the community element. So spirituality, mm -hmm. which we are all spiritual beings, if you like it or not, and then the relational aspect of it. And yeah. there's also studies in family therapy that uh, 40, 40 to 50% of the therapeutic relationship mm -hmm. is based on the rapport with the client. You mean the success of therapist. the therapy. Yes. So he, you're mm -hmm. saying if I have a therapist I don't like, I'm less likely to have a successful 
Like, right. I'm not going right. to get better using my therapist because I don't like them. Right, right. Yeah. So no matter the modality, if it's like psychoanalysis or solution-focused mm-hmm. or narrative, it's whatever, uh, functional family therapy, it's the rapport mm-hmm. that counts as 50%, which yeah. is amazing to me when I had that stat or read that stat. And um, it's crazy. So what I would also like to say, I really like the support element for the wife on this and just to normalize like addiction and alcoholism and drug abuse. It stems from some kind of trauma, and sometimes it's a huge, in-your-face, unexpected trauma, like sexual abuse or physical abuse or a death in the family or something like that, or it's a slow simmer of trauma, and this is a, a way to cope, right? So your husband is hurting. Well, A heroin addict is hurting. A uh, food addict is hurting. So this is a coping mechanism. So he needs to heal that piece and maybe you can support him in that healing, but you're not going to enable or um, uh, promote bad behavior whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I will say too, on the community piece of it as well, I would really look like if you're in Al-Anon, that's amazing. And I hope that that's a, that that community feels really rewarding to you. But I would also say, um, I would seek out things like podcasts that are encouraging for this kind of thing. There's there, I am assuming there are podcasts about this. I'm, there probably are, mm-hmm. but um, I would I would also look at TED Talks. I know there's a TED Talk about addiction that's really good that I watched recently, and they were talking about the opposite of addiction is connection. Mm. I uh, read that recently. They were that's talking, good. yeah, because addiction is very isolating. You're, you know, and the but the opposite of that is connection. And usually, they said also too the 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 gateway to using drugs is abuse, not like marijuana or some mm-hmm. like light drug. It's, Trauma is it's, the gateway, not yeah. Like, it's usually yeah. like an event or something that happened over and over again, mm-hmm. like not getting enough affection from your father or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the but the thing I was going to say about the community part of it too is so seek out books about it. Seek out encouraging people who have gone through this stuff, who actually kind of light you on fire to be like, yes, I can rally around my kids and know this is not what I wanted, but I can do this really well moving forward. And then, because there, there, there might be um, different communities online for people supporting, like even moms of... There definitely are. There's you know, everything. But but I would say, find one that resonates with you. Don't look, don't find one and then go, oh, that's the only one I found. Right. Eh, it's a little bit boring. No, find the one that just absolutely makes you, yeah, your heart like resonate it. because I'm sure it's out there. And the more that you can feel empowered and loved and held well by a community, the stronger you're going to be for yourself and for your children. And then if your husband gets the help he needs and, and changes, the stronger you're going to be for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so thank you for asking the question. Yeah, great question. And someone let's see, differentiate yourself from your husband's struggle. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly. really hard. Let's that's see. Really Dr. Hard. Chelsea Page says, You gotta like your therapist. <laughs> We're like a good pair of shoes. If we don't fit, it's obvious. Oh, that's that a is good one. Very true. I do like that's that. That's happened to me a thousand times with clients, and then also maybe two times with my own mm-hmm. personal therapist. And that was one of our one of our own things in our journey. In the very beginning, we went to a therapist, a counselor. Actually, he was just like like a lay person counselor at our church. And he told us to get it like, well, maybe divorce is just okay. Maybe that's an option. And we're like, what? Well, so I guess not every, truthfully, it, it was. It was sure. an option, but it's... Maybe I could eat 500 pounds of steak too. But that's, that's an option. But whatever. so there, it isn't... One size does not fit all. And I love that. It's like a good pair of shoes, you know, mm-hmm. when they don't fit right. That's um, true. So yesterday, I wanted to, we're going to wrap it up here. Yesterday, we had an awesome conversa- conversation with an Enneagram professional, 
uh, Jeff and Beth from your Enneagram McCord. McCord. Yeah. And they got a lot of stuff going on and it was amazing. It was really cool because Beth is a nine and I am a nine and that only solidified. Yes, I am 100% a nine and it was really cool. And I got a lot of good insight. I think you guys are going to love that conversation. Maybe we'll drop it in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. or so. We're going to share it two times because they have some stuff coming out in the future that sounds absolutely amazing and we're excited yeah. to share it so um yeah we're all jazzed about enneagram stuff now i mean we we have been but we that have been but that was conversation really cool. was like okay enneagram is real yeah deal kind of stuff it's very cool so um i love that page oh good you like them okay so uh bring in your questions we want to remind you to go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage because it's amazing, and I'm looking for a new book right now. Let's see. Christina says, sorry if you guys already mentioned this, but how do you like the new uh, uh, oh, Sleeping Last Night? Sleeping I haven't heard it. So- he, I I'll sent him the song. I sent him the episode, and he has not listened to it, and I think it was an act of rebellion. I thought the song was awesome, and I love the episode. It was really good, but our kids are like fighting in the other screaming. room. It wasn't an act of rebellion. It was probably divine intervention because I would have just listened to it and I'm like, oh, whatever. But after talking to yeah. Jeff and Beth yesterday, I'm like dialed in. So mm-hmm. uh, yes, goal for but today. Beth listen to sent, that. Beth sent in a like a sound bite to that song, which was really cool. He mentioned it in the okay. episode. Our kids literally are yelling. They I don't just think they're fighting. They're like playing. But anyway, okay. so thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us this morning. Um, please rate and review the podcast. A bunch of you have lately and it's awesome. It's always awesome to see the numbers go up. But please leave a review so we can read it on the show and share the show with your friends. This is like and Here's another thing. If you have friends that are engaged, please share this show with them. Yeah. Friends who have questions about marriage, who have dating questions, all of these things are related to marriage. So please share the show. Like put links on your Facebook page, put it on your Instagram. Your your you guys are who our listeners care about. They don't care about us. Someone who hasn't heard who we are is not going to like right. check out our show. But if you tell your friends, they will check out our show. And that's tremendously helpful for us. So please rate and review, share the show, all that jazz, and also stay amazing. Y'all stay are amazing. amazing. All right. And I don't think there's anything else I was going to say. All right. Love you guys. Have Bye. A fantastic.